Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Loop Page Podcast, and this week's episode, I've got really special guests, Annika Odendahl from Pink Sparrow Social. And when it comes to reels, Annika is the queen, the master, the mastress. Is mastress a word? I don't know, know, but it is now. Uh, When it comes to reels. Now, the world is reels. If you're using Instagram and you're not using reels, then as Annika says, you're going to get left behind. Um, We just know how powerful they are in regards to their reach, um, reaching people in all corners of the world, attracting your audience and really growing your following so you can then have an audience to nurture and turn into sales. So in this really awesome episode, Annika is going to share a great insight into how she runs her business, how she coaches her clients, and it's all about how to create a client generating system using Reels. Welcome to the Loop Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Where do you live? You're from Australia, yeah? Yes, I'm in Australia in Melbourne. Where are you? Oh, you're in Melbourne. So am I. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, I'm in Yarraville. Wow, yeah. I'm on the uh, peninsula. Oh, yeah, beach nice. Side. Yeah, beautiful. Riverside, beachside. <laughs> River, Riverside, beachside. We went, um, my wife and I went to, um, where we go? Oh, um, it's near Mornington. This is like last weekend. It's near Mornington. Is it Safety Beach? Uh, that's a bit closer to, yeah, Dramana Safety Beach, yep. Yeah, we went around there because my mate's, my mate's mum works there. Um, sorry, lives there and there's like a, a marina there and we went and like had like, a, I don't know, some lunch and stuff like that. But the peninsula is beautiful. It's a really nice place. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I love it there. It just feels like your little holiday away, you mm. know. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, obviously, we're going to be discussing your specialty today, which is all about reels. Um, reels haven't been around that long so what were you doing before reels like were you um, because I know that you had massive growth really quickly Um, were you doing something like teaching online courses or Instagram or anything like that or like what was your background before reels came along Ooh, great question into the origin story (laughs) so first of all I started out doing a degree in business major in marketing And then straight out of that, I was working for a company doing their social media. And then, you know, I got endometriosis, which meant extremely painful periods, which meant for like a week every month I was out. I couldn't work. And, you know, as you know, the employer I was working with, they're like, nah, this isn't going to work. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to let you go. So then I was like, okay, what do I do now? It was sort of a blessing in disguise because from that, I then was able to create my own social media marketing agency. I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm going to go out on my own. It's all or nothing. So then I created this agency. I had lots of clients. And then another hurdle hit, you know, COVID and all of that craziness. Businesses closed down. A lot of my clients had to go on hold. And then I was sitting there going, oh, what do I do? What do I do now? Yeah. And I took that as an opportunity to pivot from managing 
other accounts to coaching. So just like you, I switched more into that coaching side. I, I realized I could reach more people and help, you know, on a greater scale if I took that coaching role, which, you know, you do so beautifully yourself. Mm. So then I decided to hone in on Instagram reels. I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's see how this turns out. So for a whole month in June, I said to myself, all right, I'm going to post a reel every day. I'm going to like analyze the craziness out of reels to find out what, what is the secret? Like what makes a good reel? What, what will help your business grow? So I was like all or nothing I'm in. So I did this for a month. And then there was a little bit of momentum in the first two weeks. Not much was really happening. And then by the end of that month, I had grown to 12,000 followers. Now, when I started, I had 900. So it jumped (laughs) all the way to 12,000 in one month. Mm. I sat there and I was like, wow, this really works. You know, I'm going to keep going. So I did that for another month. The end of July, 60,000 followers. End of August, Mm. 100,000 followers. And then I realized, okay, this this is incredible. You can make 15, seven-second videos and reach thousands of people. You know, if you think back to the old way 15 years ago of getting your brand out there, you'd have to um, put an ad up. Yeah. And how much is that going to cost you? And how many people are you going to see? And are they even going to be watching it in the first place? So the power of reels is insane and (laughs) you're not making reels then you're going to be left behind so at that point I was like okay now that I have figured out a strategy I know what works I'm going to teach this to other business owners then I launched an ebook first to test it out people responded really well after that I created an online course and then you know, here I am. I've retired my husband. I'm pregnant and we're on this podcast. <laughs> congrats on your pregnancy. Congrats on everything. Um, you know, I've had, I've had a t- like a quick look over your kind of your webpage and stuff like that. And uh, your, your program looks sick. It looks really awesome. Um, how do you go with, say, you know, for reels is a forever changing thing. So when you've got a program that's based on um, things that are constantly moving and shifting, do you is your is your program around um, like fundamentals there as well as kind of new age things? Do you or do you constantly have to be changing and updating it? How do you how do you figure all that out? Oh, great question. When I was first making this course, I was like, how do I keep up with all the constant updates, but also cover everything that everyone needs to know? Mm. So what I did is. Inside the course, I created obviously the fundamentals like you mentioned, and then I added in the advanced stuff as well because they play on each other a lot. I can't teach someone the advanced if they don't have the fundamentals, and if someone has the fundamentals, they'll be ready for the advanced. So it ended up being a combined course rather than two separate courses, which is what I originally set out to do. (laughs) Mm. And then the way that I got around the constant updates is I made a special module where people in the private Facebook group can be like, hey, we just noticed people need to be posting original content. Can you create a lesson on this? I go, yeah, awesome. Anybody else want to see some more lessons on this? Great. Mm -hmm. I'll have a live masterclass, record it, upload it to the Academy. So it's constantly being updated and added to anytime there's anything new. Yeah, awesome. And uh, so how long regarding your pregnancy, how long you got to go? (laughs) <laughs> I've actually got four weeks to go. I can pop any minute now. Yeah. And this is your first kid? 
Yes, I'm very excited. Well, man, like, well, we just had our, our Louis. Um, he's seven months, uh, three days ago. So uh, very exciting times, hey? Life completely changes. And um, good job, seriously. For I always, for me, being a business owner and a dad, um, you know, I look at the mum role, which is way more intense, right? Because obviously, you know, it's a lot easier for a dad in, in a lot of cases with your carrying a baby and everything it does when I've seen my wife go through. For you to be running your business plus birthing a child, I think that I, I, the single, like, sorry, not single, but mums in general are running businesses. I'm just like have a major respect for them. So seriously what you're doing is unbelievable it's like you're a superwoman so good stuff yeah um <laughs> oh luke i really appreciate you saying that but um i'm not doing it alone that's yeah. for sure my husband he actually nicknamed himself the pregnancy butler which i the think pregnancy. is a really cute name <laughs> maybe he could uh, create a course for uh for guys then could be the uh the- he is actually he is working on his own is course. it really yeah Hey, just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm gonna pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode um okay so the um first question i got is coaches right so they're creating all these reels you would see coaches all the time um you'd see coaches doing good things and you'd see coaches making mistakes so when it comes to making reels what would you say like the biggest common mistakes coaches are making when it comes to them posting creating reels oh i like this question luke very good um, yeah, there are some big mistakes to avoid out there. Sometimes I'm scrolling through reels and I see a coach and I just cringe. And go, oh, if you just didn't do this, your reels could do so well. So mm. there are some big ones. I've narrowed it down to probably my top five. <laughs> I thought you were so going to say, oh, I've narrowed it down to 30. And I'm like, oh, so <laughs> you probably see so many. Uh, yeah there's there's a lot more on my course but these like if you're starting um now you need to avoid doing these big big mistakes there's five of them anyone who's listening stop what you're doing grab a notebook out open the notes on your phone and start writing these down okay number one bad cropping i see this so often some you scrolling through instagram and there's a reel but it only uses the center part of the screen you have to sort of squint your eyes to look at it. Mm. And what's this like from the user experience? They're going to keep scrolling because it's not that full immersive feeling. And it's wasted real estate, you know, if you're only using a small section of the screen. So do you m- And the other... Sorry, do you mean as in they're, um, they're filming too far away or do you mean the text is too small? Oh, I meant, I meant cropping. So if someone is uploading a video to their reels, but yeah. it's not vertical, it's horizontal. Oh, right. Okay. So they've cropped out the top or they've gotcha, cropped out gotcha. the bottom. Yep. Uh, the reason why I bring this up is because there's actually an algorithm Instagram has in place that analyzes each little pixel on the screen to determine, you know, the quality of your video, how much 
of how much of the space are you using so that they can better determine what's a what's a good reel and what's what should we promote to other people more yep so that would be number one bad cropping <laughs> definitely avoid doing that it looks it looks like you're a rookie so if you can use full <laughs> screen great <laughs> get on the full screen number two is text now you do not want to use too much text if someone's on social media they're not there to read a book they'll be out reading a book if they wanted to read so you want to keep your text to like two to three points or bubbles i like calling them text bubbles because they look like these cute little bubbles that appear yep and is and you don't want your text to pop up too fast so no one's no one's going to be able to read it if it's flashing up too fast they're, they're going to get frustrated annoyed and keep scrolling what's like a what would you, how long should they should it be um viewable for the text like you know two seconds three se- is there like a general rule of thumb there that's a good question. So what I like to do is I actually give my reels to my husband and go, can you read this? <laughs> because I know what it says. <laughs> I'm reading it really fast. So yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll ask him. Can you read this? That's a good one. So a good one to do is, yeah, pass yeah. it to someone else to have a look over. Yeah. Yeah. And give it to a, um, I would say add on to that because like, for example, with me creating it, my wife is a fast reader, but I would call myself a slow reader. If I give it to my wife. She's probably going to be able to quick click it. I mean, it probably depends on your target market. If you're setting it out to guys, and I don't know, are guys generally slower readers than girls? I don't know if this is a stat or not, but I know that I'm definitely a slower reader. Um, so maybe test that with someone who isn't a super fast reader. Because <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, speed reader, how's this? Yep. <laughs> That's it. Sick. So that was point two, yeah? Yes. Point number three. Now the points are getting bigger. This is extremely important. I see a lot of coaches treating their reels like commercials. This is a huge no-no. So let's say you're on YouTube, for example. What do you do when you see an ad pop up? You're more likely to be like hovering your finger over that skip button, ready to press it the moment moment you can. So the same thing with your reels. If you're Uh, putting out things that are like a commercial or salesy what does that tell the viewer me 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 buy my stuff and then what does that equal less attention on your reels now the algorithm really cares about attention and reels are there because they hold people's attention really well and if you're going to be treating them like they're this big commercial hey buy my stuff I'm a coach then people aren't going to be paying attention. The algorithm is not going to push your content out in front of more people. So what I like to tell people is to think of think of Instagram and social media like a date. You know, you're sitting on a date with someone else. You're not going to propose right then and there, are you? No, <laughs> you'll probably get scared and run away. What are you going to do first? You're going to get to know them, build a conversation, build that trust. Um, yeah, find out their interests, see if you're a good match, share some information, you know, relate to each other. You're not going to jump in straight away to that, hey, will you marry me kind of question. So the same thing with your reels. Do not treat it like a commercial. Nice. That's a good one. Beautiful. I love that one. (laughs) Number four, I see this a lot as well. 
when I'm looking at a coach's Instagram account and I'm trying to give them some advice on how they can improve is there's this huge disconnection between their niche and the topic of their reels. So when they don't have a clear focus on who they're targeting, then their reels are all over the shop. So let's say a financial business coach, for example, they're posting all these reels, giving great financial advice, helping other business owners with their finances. Great. Amazing. And then one day they share a reel about fitness because like, hey, I did this awesome workout. Um, (laughs) Check out my my abs. Um, Everyone should try this. Mm. And then one of two things are going to happen when you do this. One, the reel might not do well because your audience are following you for financial advice. Now, all of a sudden you have this workout post. They're going to be like, um, what? Where did this come from? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Or two, the second thing that could happen is it does really well, which is actually worse. <laughs> Let me explain why. So yeah. it does really well. Uh, it gets pushed out to more people. You gain new followers. But the problem is they're now following you for these fitness tutorials and fitness tips, but (laughs) you're all about uh, finance and coaching. So the next time you put out a reel about, um, you know, the the next, the top three ways to scale your business in 2023, Mm. they're going to not engage with your reel at all. So then that signals to the algorithm, algorithm, this is a bad reel. Let's show it to less people. Mm. So... I did that on TikTok. I did a, I, I put out a dog post, um, of some video of my dog eating a McFlurry, right? And um, it went viral. Oh, cute. And I got all these followers, yeah, based off these dogs. And I'm posting shit about, you know, kind of business and to, for coaches. And they're kind of like, I want more dogs, man. What is this? <laughs> so I have, I've learned the hard way from that. What about when, um, what about, like I did a, I did a, um, actually, what about when you do, you know, those kind of about me videos where it's like, you know, they have like all these scenes of in your life. Do you recommend things like that? Like I did one, I did like a real, I don't know, months and months ago. And it's kind of like shows all these different scenes, me surfing, me hanging out with the family, just like a, a minute of about me. Would you recommend things like that or kind of steer clear and be careful of those ones? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. So the the one thing I'd get you to ask yourself the next time you post a reel is, would a stranger care about this? So someone completely new to your page, they see this reel, um, does it make sense to them? Does it match? Is there What sort of value are they getting for it? So always ask yourself, is a stranger going to benefit from seeing this reel? If not, it's probably best to be on your story rather than, on your reels itself but there is a way that you can do it so that at the same time you're sharing your lifestyle but you're also uh, teaching and adding that education element together so if you can do it together great but if it's just the one I'd probably steer more towards making sure that if a stranger saw it and they can relate to it they found value then great green light and when you say stranger any person in the world or as in say someone who's just followed you that could be your target market yeah so when you first put out your reel instagram is going to push that out to your followers or people they think might be interested in your content so think of those people yeah cool beautiful
All right, well, I'll be careful with those ones in the future. And everyone, <laughs> if you've been doing this, you've been pushing out those random videos, just make sure you somehow connect it to what you're teaching your niche, yeah? So you can do it, but yes. maybe whether you're putting some sort of message with your craft or maybe something to do with your journey that's got you to where you are to do with your niche and craft. Cool. What are we on? We're four, yeah? So we've got one left. I'm, yes, I'm going to be sad left. when these get when these. It's all over. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I can't maybe give away everything. All right, <laughs> 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 oh, I've got heaps more. I can talk for hours on this stuff. Yeah. Anyone who who says, "Hey, do you want to make reels and talk about business and life and um, personal development?" Yes, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> running down the street. <laughs> all right, five. Number five, PPS. Now this stands for Perfect post syndrome. And you can sort of guess what this is going to be about. Mm. This is where you get this analysis paralysis or you're too scared to post your reel because you feel like everything has to be that A plus level. Like the lighting has to be great. The background has to be tidy. Everything has to be clean. I have to be pointing at the right times of the music. Everything has to be A plus or I'm not posting it. Now, what I'm suggesting is it doesn't have to be that A plus level. You can, your focus can be um, that C, C plus level. Now, why should you change it from A plus to C plus? It takes the stress off you. It gets rid of that pressure and that thing that's stopping you from posting. Because do you want to know the biggest secret sauce to making good reels? Tell us. Reveal it. Like tell us. Someone, whoever's okay. listening, they're like, tell me. They're like screaming. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to make 300 really, really bad ones because quantity breeds quality. The more, the more you do, the more you practice, the better you're going to get at it. And it's just that first step you need to get past, that perfect post syndrome. Mm. Because essentially... Reels are like golden tickets. You've seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? Yeah, everyone's seen Charlie. Yes. Um, so how do you improve your chances of getting that golden ticket? You've got to buy a chocolate bar. Are you asking me? Are you asking the listener? I don't know, but I'm playing this. I'm playing this game. You've got to buy a chocolate bar. <laughs> buy a chocolate bar yeah. and there's no golden ticket in it. So what are you going to do? You're going to buy another one. So if you want to increase your chances of getting that golden ticket and making it to the chocolate factory, you're going to be buying more and more of those Wonka bars to increase your chances. Mm. Now, if we translate this into reels, you're, go you're going to want to post more reels to increase your chances of reaching the Wonka factory. That's a great one. Have you seen, talking about Wonka factory, do you follow Mr. Beast? No, I don't. Have you, have you heard of Mr. Beast? Uh, the name rings a bell. I've only just come across it. Well, I came across him maybe six months ago. But this dude is the biggest YouTuber in the world. Check him out. And he's done. He does what he basically does is he creates crazy scenes, like spends millions and millions of dollars to create one bit of content. And he just like he recreated Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And basically, the prize was he got people on, and they had to play games, and they would win the Chocolate Factory. But uh, check him out. He's like his content is literally he's the biggest YouTube dude in the world so um, all right i've got him down that's the willy wonka chocolate factory thing um <laughs> what was i going to ask yeah that's a tough thing i think what happens with um 
the, the perfection thing is uh, if you've got coaches who are at the early stages, what happens is they look to and they model the coaches that are at the top. And the coaches that are at the top, well, their cameras are bloody amazing. They're using ten, fifteen thousand dollar cameras. Obviously, they've got microphones, they've got lighting, they look fabulous, they speak amazing, and you could say their content is perfect, right? So that's the challenge, isn't it? Because they're, that's the model that we're looking at. Well, how do we get past that? Because if that's, you know, people are going, well, that's, that's the top, that's the, where I want to be, and that's how it is, well, I guess that's how I've got to be. But then you're saying, and which I agree with, right? You're saying that, hey, we've got to let go of that incredibly high perfection standards so we can be taking the action um can you give like i don't know just go a little bit deeper with that annika because it's i guess it's easier for us to say but people still don't get it we we know they've probably heard the message take messy action take message action but they're just looking at the coaches at the top and going but they ain't messy they're polished as fuck like their stuff is just the best, the top of the top. I want to be like that, so I guess I've got to do the same thing. If I, you know, just put in shitty stuff, then how the hell am I going to get there? So can you just like elaborate a little bit deeper, so we can really put this message in, you know, hard? Absolutely. So think about my content. When I first started, it was terrible. It was horrible, and the stuff I post now is a lot better. So what happens is people look at my content now and go, whoa, if I want that many uh, followers, I need to be doing that. But the problem is what I'm doing now is not what got me there. The thing that got me there was stepping out of my own way and just doing it, literally just doing it and going, yeah, going really, really raw and like, Stepping away from the ego, pulling that all away, thinking that it doesn't have to be perfect. I just need to start. Mm, That's a good one. And I think that's where a lot of people, um, you know, can get discouraged because they look at these big accounts and go, wow, they're so perfect. Mm. And what they're doing isn't the thing that got them there. So I think that is a huge point that if I was talking to anyone, I'd really want to reiterate that to them. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you look back at your content when you first started and do you like laugh a little bit like is the is the gap enormous or did you just because you had a background in social media you started at a fairly you know decent level and quality look we 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 are our own worst critics right so i look back (laughs) on my own content and i cringe i go oh that is horrible i look Mm. like such a little baby look what i'm doing there (laughs) you know but to your viewer and your target audience they don't see that they see the value that you are giving. Mm. They see that you're showing up and that you're teaching them. They're learning things from you. And that's ultimately what's more important than how we feel we look on camera. Yeah. I think it's a good exercise to, you know, if you're following someone and you kind of look up to someone, you admire and you model them, find how they were at the beginning of their journey. And, you know, look, if they've been on Instagram or whatever platform they're using for a while, just scroll all the way back to their first post and check out their shit because it's, I look at my stuff and I laugh at it. Like I even say we're on a podcast right now, go check out my episode one. I didn't even have a, an intro, didn't have a mic. It was like me singing the intro, legit. Like, you know, little jingles that podcasts have with the music and that. I sung <laughs> I love it. I bloody jingles. sung it, yeah. So 
What? You have like a background in singing? I don't have a background in singing. I was just like, (laughs) I was like wanting to, I was talking about doing this podcast, right? Starting it. My mate just said, mate, shut up and start it. And he goes, do it today. And I always had all the excuses. I don't have the intro done. So I just like, you know what? He's got a point here. And I'm like, I'm just going to sing the intro just to get started with this thing. So um, yeah, go check out whoever you're looking up. Go back to the first post and check them out and see how the far they've come because if you're just looking at where they're at right now, what you're missing is exactly what Annika said, is that you're missing how they got there and how they got there <laughs> wasn't this amazingly high t- standard stuff which they've learnt and they've built the skills and the capabilities to do and they've probably got a team of people behind them, yeah, and they've earned money to buy all the amazing gear. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really huge one is being kind of like being aware of the stage of business that you're at and, and approaching it the right way because, you know, how you'd build a business when you're making a million dollars compared to when you're getting off the ground, it's completely different. Having a team of people compared to being by yourself, completely different. All right, so um, they're the mistakes. Thanks for sharing all those. What's like a... What's like a simple process and like just so the, you know, listeners can, can take something away from this where it's like, okay, cool. I've learned some mistakes where, okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Now, obviously, I just want to get more clients, yeah? And I know reels is the key. Like Annika's telling you how much she's grown and everything like that. So what's like a simple process and maybe a little system when it comes to reels that's going to help us like attract our audience, um, like nurture them once we've got them and then convert them into clients can we fit this in in like in a little bit of the rest of the podcast here or do we have to speak about it for like two three hours (laughs) (laughs) i would love to speak about it for three hours because you can delve into each section like so deep but yeah let's see let's see how we go let's see if we can get through um a full process uh let's let me give you like a little framework and then i'll see if i come up with a quick example for you let's do it Okay, so you mentioned in your question, how do you attract, nurture, and then convert them with your reels, right? So let's break this down into three phases. Let's call phase one attract, phase two (laughs) nurture, and phase three convert. Now, what do typical coaches do when they're selling on Instagram? They make a reel and then they say, buy my course, check out the link in my bio. Now, hopefully people see this reel. Hopefully they engage with it. Hopefully they're going to go to your page, find that little blue link in your bio, click on it. And then hopefully they're going to go to your sales page. Hopefully <laughs> they're going to click buy and hopefully they fill in all their details. And, you know, this is not as successful as it could be, but there are definitely better ways to do that. And that's what we're going to look at um, with this attract, nurture and convert system. Yeah. So the first thing you need to understand is, where do you do what and then how do you go about it? So first, where where do you attract people? In this first phase, this is, this is what you do with your reels. Now you can't sell here. The purpose of this attract phase is to serve your audience, teach them, inspire them, tell them a story, educate them and share the answer to their questions and offer the solution. This is what you want to do with your reels. In this first phase, ask yourself, you know, like we mentioned before, would a stranger care to see that if they do care? Uh, great. You're, you're, you've ticked the first step and you really want to 
put content out there that's going to draw them in to you. You're not selling in this phase. The second phase is what you mentioned, nurture. Now, where do you nurture people? You can continue to nurture with your reels, but the next best place to nurture your audience is on your story. This will help you build trust and deeper relationships. Now, when you're looking at someone's story, it feels like you're FaceTiming with them because they're literally holding the phone and you can see their face. It's like a one-on-one FaceTime. Mm. And that's how you want it to feel when you're filming your stories. The behind the scenes. This is where you can also post anything like your interests, your hobbies. Now, why do I say it's okay to share that stuff on your story? Because it allows people to get to know you, trust you, And what matters on your stories in this second phase when you're nurturing your audience is that you're real. People will really appreciate you for that. If you can be real on your stories and build that relationship more, you're going to convert your followers into raving fans. Now, speaking of convert, this brings us to phase three. Where do you do this converting that that I keep talking about? The best place to convert would be in your DMs. This is where you lead them to to the solution that you have for them. Now, remember, not every DM is going to be this incredible uh, conversation that leads to a sale. I mean, you got a few weeks left. Like, crazy, man. Congratulations on doing a podcast. Do you know what we did on our last day before? um, Because we were... My wife, when she was um, about to pop, she was like a, a week late. We're like, "What? How are we going to get this thing out?" Yeah, and we um, we ended up going to the beach. We went for a swim because um, my wife loves the ocean. We went for a swim, and then he came the next day. So <gasps> I don't know. That is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That reminds me. I saw a TikTok going viral of someone that birthed their child in the ocean. That wasn't your no, no, life, no, was no. it? <laughs> that that would have been scary. No. That would have been scary. Like, uh, we'll just you know what? We'll just stay here in the ocean. She did want to have a water birth, um, but it never happened. So um, yeah, I get it. I get all the you know you're losing your breath and everyone like that. So yeah, get back into it whenever you're ready. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to chat more about your the birth story. Let's get back into this uh, phase three, the converting section. So the real secret to growing on social media and in business is treating people like people. Honestly, no one wants to be sold to. You want to take a real interest in your followers. They are real people on the other side of that screen. And I think that's what people sometimes can forget is they sort of speak out to, hey, everyone, or this, 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 and this, but there's one person there and they're looking to connect in this connected society. We're more disconnected than ever. So this is where you want to ask questions, not because you are trying to make a sale, but because you actually truly care about them. And I, I would say this is the thing that helped my business grow like crazy is I shifted from tr- just trying to make sales to I'm caring about my community and I'm building Uh, this tribe of Mm. business owners that want to succeed in life, that want to make a difference, that want to change the world with their passions. And I think when you make that shift, uh, that's where the magic happens. So now you know the system, you know, phase one, attract, phase two, nurture, phase three, convert in the DMs. Let's just do like a quick little example of how this would look uh, if you were to do it right now. 
Now, step one, attract. You create a reel that attracts your audience. Now, there's so many different types of reels you can do. For this one, let's just say I made a a relatable reel to my audience. Now, my audience, I'd want to think, okay, what what are their problems right now? What what's really frustrating? And then I would turn that into a reel. So for business owners, it's frustrating when you don't get any comments on your reel. Like that really sucks because, you know, you want more engagement. So what I would do is I would create a reel about how frustrating that is so that other people can relate to it. And when people relate to this reel, they're going to share, they're going to interact, comment, and they won't feel like they're being sold to. And you're because I'm specifically targeting business owners struggling with this problem, it's going to attract the right people to my page. Then step two, this is where you nurture that on the story. So for example, you could record yourself saying um, uh, how you relate to the problem, then tell them how you figured out the solution and then direct them to DM you. So I would say, um, Something like, I felt so discouraged. I wanted to give up when I posted a reel. I wasn't getting any comments and I felt really frustrated with this. Then, you know, I decided to look for a solution. There had to be a solution. So what I did is I tested out all these different strategies and I found a solution. I found this three-step solution. So reply to me with the word solution and I can help you figure it out as well. Something like that. So what you're doing is you're um, Mm. sharing the problem that was in the reel. Then you're offering the solution and the call to action. And then your call to action is sending them to your DMs. So in the DMs, this is where you convert. You can send them the link to your ebook with the three-step formula or the webinar, which then upsells to your bigger course and your other offerings. So that that's just a little small example of how you use those phases, what platforms you use them in and how they flow and the, the right and the wrong way to go about it. <laughs> did we make it? Did we do it in like 15 minutes? Yeah. Um, we, I think we did do it in like 15 minutes. <laughs> it's good. Um, awesome. So just to summarize that, it's um, what I learned from that, which is really good, is the reels tends to be that use them to attract your audience. That's like the major key. Is that what you're basically saying? Yes. Phase one, attract your audience with your reels. So we shouldn't necessarily be like, hey, we're going to sell something. Um, but, but what about when, say, I mean, you, you would do it as well, surely. Don't you do like reels where you're like advertising your program? Absolutely. I do advertise my program, but I do it in a way that's not salesy. So I attract the right people by offering them value or educating them. And then I would have like Mm -hmm. a call to action, you know, like if they want more, they go on to this next step um, or I would share more about that on my story and then try to get them into the DMs or you can have that private conversation. But if you have, let's say, automated systems in place, if you look at my most recent reel, um, because I'm being I'm pregnant and it's hard to do a lot of work while you're rolling around like a panda every day, I needed to set up some more automated systems. So what I did is I was speaking to my audience saying like, you know, what are your problems? How do you get more views? How do you get more comments? How do you grow your following? 
And then I said, you know, I have the solution. And then I said a call to action, comment on my post if they want more. So I, I wrote comment one, two, three reels, and I'll send you the link to my masterclass. So then everyone who commented, yep. they were then sent to the DMs where an automated um, conversation flow started happening there, sent them to my webinar where they learned value the three reasons why their reels aren't working. And then in that webinar, there's like a full uh, deadline time system, which then upsells to the course. So there are ways to automate mm. it beautifully with your reels, but that's a lot more advanced. And we might have to do that on another podcast. That is, uh, that's episode two after you've had your baby. Do you know what you're having? No, I have no idea. We're going to keep that a surprise. I got the surprise. Wow. I don't know how you do it. I couldn't do it. I just like, I wanted to know so bad. It's really hard because you can't, you know, buy clothes. We have all these neutral colors everywhere. (laughs) Mm. All right. Well, um, last question would be what, what, what message do you think coaches need to hear right now? What, mes- what message should coaches hear? Hmm, okay, well, I'd say the work you guys are doing, the world needs. The world needs what you have to offer, so share it. Beautiful. Thanks, Annika. Where can anyone that's uh, getting heaps of value out of this and they're like, where can we find you if they're not already following you? It's <laughs> the best place. Uh, Instagram, of course, Pink Sparrow Social. And the best place to start if you're feeling stuck is just to watch watch my reels, learn from them. And if you want a bit more, I've got a free masterclass. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the, the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.